Hey, this is Mike Goldberg, the voice of Bellator MMA. Join us right now for MMA Fancast. You are listening to MMA Fancast. Here are your hosts, Jim Mooney and Luke Payson. Welcome to the show. Today I am joined by Edwin Vera, a 2-0 undefeated amateur fighter who's going to be entering the 247 Fighting Championships cage for the third time coming up March 14th at the Princescape Arena in Cannonsburg. Edwin, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm doing very well. I've had the privilege of being cage side for your entire amateur career because it's been two fights. You fought and had your debut and won um, in July, and then you fought again and won by rear naked choke stoppage in November. And so obviously March 14th is two weeks away. Walk us through your two fights so far. What's it been like going from not fighting to then fighting in, in July and November? What have those fights been like for you? Oh man, it's, it's actually, it's been really exciting, it's been fun for me, like, um, me fighting and compared to like, because I used to street, for, you know, I had fights back in the streets and compared to the fights right here right now, it's like, it's so, right now, it's so, it, it's hard, but then it's also exciting because I get to push myself and stuff like that, and it's like, it's just been a real fun ride for me right now, and I, and I want to keep it going. And you are absolutely keeping it going. Talking about your two fights for a second, your first fight was a split decision, which is a great way to get a win when you're talking about your first ever uh, left um, MMA official sanctioned fight uh, because obviously there's a lot going on there. But what do you think the difference was between your first fight and your second? Obviously winning by stoppage is a preferred way of winning, although you'll take a win any way you get it. Well, what did you think was different between your July and November fights? Oh, moving around, not getting hit a lot. <laughs> That's what it was, you know. Like, um, my first fight, I was getting hit a lot. You know, like, I didn't have that much quite of a stand-up compared to his, and he was, like, throwing haymakers at me. He was hitting me. And um, the second fight, I was actually, you know, I've been training, um, training from July to November. Like, I got my stand-up a little bit better and stuff like that. So it's like... Um, this, both of, like my first fight, I just learned I have to move and stop staying in the pocket and just like having my hands down, which in my second fight, I utilized all those, all those things. And that's what got me the win. Well, it's great that you can see and analyze your progress. That's something that's so great about the sport is that you can go back and say, Hey, I want to get better every fight. And hopefully, you know, come March 14th, you take that fight, you look at that fight in the past, you go, wow, look, I've improved since November, and that's what you want to do every time. You've been training at the Mat Factory. When did you start training at the Mat Factory, and what got you into MMA training whenever you started? Um, I started at the Mat Factory, like, the last week of January 2019. Um, I started fighting because I have uh, my brother, his name is Oscar Vera, he's a um, Bellator fighter. Um, he he kept on pushing me, trying to get me to fight, and um, he says it would be good for me, you know, to, you know, get me out of the streets, do something pr- productive with my life and stuff. And he just that's who got me there. It was it was my brother. He kept on being on top of me, telling me, you know, you're good for this, you know, you could do this, and he's the one that um he's the one that put me there. 
Well, I mean, that's great. Not only that you have a brother that's fighting for Bellator, but also that he sees MMA as something that can be helpful to you as a person. You know, fighting at the end of the day is a sport. You know, it's something that, you know, regulated fighting is a sport, but what's more important is what you get out of it as far as discipline and focus. Um, and so that's incredible. And congratulations to your brother Oscar for being at Bellator. That's, that's incredible there. Uh, somebody else who, who you had the same role that Oscar had to you was just on this show. And that is Justin Pippins was on the show yesterday and he yeah. came to your July fight as a friend to watch it. And then immediately started training at the Matt factory afterwards. And now is having his debut um, on the same card you're on. What's it like seeing one of your friends get involved in MMA because of watching you? Oh man, it's so exciting, man. Like, um, it's like I was telling him, you know, the first time I seen him, like, um, have, have you seen Justin in person? Uh, I don't think I've ever met him at least not that I would know. He was at your last fight and I was there, but no, I, yeah. I can't say I know him in person. Well, his, just seeing him, his, just by like seeing him for the first time, you just look at him, he's like a really big dude. And for a big dude, he can move. And, you know, he was playing football and I was just seeing like, I'm like, wow, like he's got this potential. And, you know, like I want to see, you know, I want to like to see him do something, you know, let, let's see if he could do this. You know, I kept pushing him and stuff and now he's doing it. And like, it's the craziest thing is like, since he's been in the MMA, he's actually been getting my game better. You know, most half of the classes, half of the classes that I show up to, it wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even been showing up to if it wasn't for him. One thing about it, um, Justin, he's very persistent. So is he kind of dragging you to classes you otherwise wouldn't go to? Oh, man, he's banging on my window at like at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I did pick up on that from my interview with Justin that, you know, he's used to pushing himself athletically, obviously playing football, but not just playing football. One of the things he brought up was that part of MMA is that you have to be good at learning a lot of different disciplines. And one thing that happens oftentimes in football is guys get used to just playing one role or one position, but he said he played like five or six different positions, both offense and yeah. defense in football. And it sounds like he's a hungry guy that constantly wants to learn and push himself, which will work very well in MMA. Now getting back to you in MMA, what, what did you like learning the most? You said you had some street fights, so usually that's kind of whatever works. But what, what did you, when you got in MMA, what did you like learning the most? Matt Factor is known for grappling. Kind of what has your experience been once you started learning um, all the different aspects of MMA? So, yeah, I've been at the Matt Factory for like a year already. Um, the grappling is like, awesome you know but like um i still had like a couple of touches that i needed to uh, do as my as in on uh, my striking and stuff like that so i try to like um um reach out and i went to two other gyms the academy and um the academy and um and um stout pittsburgh which both of them gyms are amazing shout out to them and their coaches man they're 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 like amazing over there both of them and the connection that we all three just got, I, I actually like it. You know, we I get to go over there, they get to come over here. And, you know, it's different bodies, different types of fighting styles and stuff like that. And yeah, that I've been like I've been really like on um, my striking. I've been like really like liking like it's 
that's the fun part for me, striking or moving a lot. You know, like I like grappling. Don't get me wrong. I'm a, I, I, I'm a grappler at heart, but I just love striking. There's just something about me punching somebody and moving around and stuff like that. Well, you're also bringing up the importance of constantly learning everything from cross-gym training to different styles of bodies, different skill of, of people, different backgrounds. And one of the things I think that's beginning to become really valuable in striking, maybe not if you go back 10 years, even five years ago in the UFC, but you have to be able to avoid getting hit just as much as important as hitting, you know, and there were some styles, whether it's Chuck Liddell or, or some of those older school guys, they were very much in the, I'm going to hit you and you're going to hit me style. And it, I think it's really important that you're learning the technique that goes along with moving is so much, it might even be more important than just throwing, because if you move, you're creating openings that wouldn't be there if you didn't move and all those things, which is great. And uh, you brought up, the Academy, which is probably at this point best known for Kamala Death Star Worthy being in the UFC. There's a huge fight coming up in late April in New York. It, it, he's going to fight on the Habib uh, and uh, Ferguson card, which is just going to be insane. So hats off to um, the Death Star, Kamala Death Star Worthy. Yeah. But then he also has one of his buddies, not only his brothers fighting on the card, uh, Shout out to Chaka, but also his buddy who trains at the same gym, um, John DeJesus. So it's going to be stacked. Yeah. One of the things that 247 does really well um, is put on local fighters. And you've mentioned the three big local MMA gyms, at least in Pittsburgh, Stout, um, yours, which is the uh, Mac Factory, and then the Academy. And then there's also some from West Virginia, Ohio. I'm not trying to leave anybody out, but Ryan does a great job of showcasing local um local talent another thing that ryan does and i say this while on this program is he's always trying to push the local fighters and give them good fights and you're fighting a guy who's one and oh undefeated obviously yeah. he's only had one fight but what's it like knowing that ryan's getting you matchups of guys that that are right along the same line you are as opposed to somebody who's one and four or something like that it's exciting you know because it's like they're like almost we're right there, almost on the same, almost on the same level, you know, it's like going to push me more. It just excites me when I, you know, when he does that for me, you know, I just get excited and it just pushes me more to become more stronger, more faster, more agile, you know, and, and that's what I love about it. Absolutely. I think one of the mindsets among amateurs, both you and your buddy, Justin, is you want to you wanna have the most progress in the shortest period of time. You've been doing it now for a year, and you're on your third fight, so that's a great clip. And to get the most progress, you want to fight people that are the toughest at that level, you know, amateur level. Um, Correct. Another question for you, amateur-wise, is you're 2-0. and In the state of Pennsylvania, once you have three fights, and at least two wins of those three fights, two and one or three and oh, you can then go advanced amateur. Now, you're not fighting advanced amateur um, two weeks uh, from Saturday, but I, I'm going to ask you this question anyhow. What do you know about advanced amateur, rule-wise, change-wise, and what are you looking forward to, which would be then your next fight? Um, um, 
I know advanced amateur, you know, you get the kick in the face. There's elbows. You could get the um, ground and pound and stuff like that. And um, really, I'm actually kind of ready for that because I've always been training that. Just because I'm an amateur doesn't mean I can't train, you know, with advanced amateur rules or pro rules, you know. So, like, I've been really training that, and I feel real comfortable. Like, um, like my last two fights, I was on the ground, and I was on the ground perfect. You know, nothing was wrong. I cut a big ground and pound, and I have really, I got, I got big faith in my um, ground and pound, and I just can't really wait to start doing advanced rules. Sure, and it, you, you mentioned something. I had a pro on the other day who's going to be fighting, um, and, and fighting for two four seven, Jeremy. And he was saying, so you're right along what he was saying, is he was saying it's so important when you're amateur that you train styles that will work for pro. And his example was people in amateur MMA getting comfortable ducking their head low and out of clinches, and that's very, very dangerous once they can knee you, right? And he was saying mm -hmm. that one of the things amateurs need to do in order to be successful at pro is exactly what you said. Put themselves in positions. Even though you have to follow the amateur rules, you want to put yourself in positions that would work for a pro. So be good on the ground, which would work for ground and pound. Be smart if you're in a clinch so that once there's elbows and knees, you're not putting yourself in vulnerability. Even something like head kicks, which you're absolutely correct, does become yeah. um, legal in advanced amateur. I've seen amateur fights where the, the person very clearly just knows that somebody can't kick them in the head and they don't protect it. They get comfortable with their head exposed, which will be a really bad thing down the road. So it's great that you already have that mindset of training for advanced amateur and pro rules because it's going to actually make your technique better now and better that, which is going to be really great. I'm looking forward to seeing you. That's something that hopefully will happen um, in your next fight after this one. Um, so coming into this fight, what do you expect out of yourself? What are you looking for yourself performance-wise? Performance-wise, I'm looking to just dominate the whole game. I'm just looking forward to, like, just, you know, I've been working really hard, both in on my grappling and on my striking, both on my grappling and in my striking this time, and I'm, like, I'm just looking forward to dominate, to dominating the whole fight, you know, like, I'm looking to um, take him out. I'm just, I'm really focused, and I'm, my striking, I'm just, I, I would really, um, I've been, like, training on my striking, so I want to see how long, how far I came with it. Absolutely. That's the beautiful thing about training something and then being able to put it into action. One of the things that's weird about fighting compared to football, which we've brought up, is football, you train, and there's a schedule. You know when your season is, whether it's peewee or high school or college or pro, whatever it is, you know your schedule where it's fighting. You kind of do all this training and then hope that there'll be a fight for you. And so mm -hmm. I agree with you. It's going to be great. Me, as sitting K-side, I'm going to be all excited to see what your striking looks like against somebody who's also good in the amateur ranks. And then for yourself, it's always great to be looking for personal growth, to be better than the Edwin Vera that was in there last time, which is what's so yeah. valuable. Um, who are you most grateful for in this journey? Um, whether you have sponsors or coaches or friends, support, family, who has been important on this journey? You've mentioned your brother. So I guess we could shout yeah. out to Oscar Vera again. Kind of give me uh, a summary of that. Oscar, my brother, he's been on, um, 
he's always been on top of me. He's always been a big brother, you know, like he's always seen stuff that I never seen. And, you know, he's always trying to push me to that limit. And ever since we were young, we had this competition thing between both of us. You know, we always had to be better than one another. And it always helped us both in the long end. Like um, a couple of years back in 2000, I would say 2014, 2013, I was training jujitsu on and off D. You know, I, um, and you know, he, he, he kept on, like, every time he'll be there, I'll be there. And, you know, he kept, he just kept on pushing me and I kept on pushing him. So it was always a, pro every time we went in there, it's always, it was always a progress thing. And it's always been like a little family thing between both of us. Absolutely. And where does Oscar train now that he's a pro and obviously in Bellator? He trains in, um, actually, he trains in Bronx, New York. I want to say his uh, um, gym is called Masuko's. Masuko's gym, I believe it is. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But, like, yeah, I believe <laughs> he trains in that gym. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, that's, that's why I, I asked, because obviously at one point you had done some things with him, and now he's living elsewhere. It does show not only brother-wise, but it shows why training is so important to get it where you are. He's obviously living in New York. He's got to get good training there. We've known at the UFC level, people have actually physically moved their, their family and where they're living in their house in order to get to an area. That's why I think Pittsburgh, um, and that's why I'm so excited to be doing all these interviews of 247 fighters. I think Pittsburgh needs a really good regional MMA promotion, which I think 247 yeah. is doing both to develop amateurs and to develop pros. We know that they've already launched Kama Death Star Worthy to UFC, and I'd say that John DeJesus is looking to be the next one to go to either UFC or Bellator from 247. Yeah, his title defense, right? So it's it's really exciting because you've got all these great gyms, and I would like to think five years from now that Pittsburgh's become such a hotbed of MMA that people might be moving here to train at one of those three gyms you train at, or even another gym that is that is up and coming. Because I really think this area can become maybe the Albuquerque, New Mexico from ten years ago when that was such a big place for a lot of people to move. So shout out to Pittsburgh yeah. MMA and two four seven and all of that. Definitely. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I can't wait to be cage side um, at your fight, March fourteenth, two four seven fighting trip championships. Tickets available um, through your fighters, through uh, Edwin, and also online. Get them. Be there March fourteenth at the Princecape Arena. Edwin, thanks so much for coming on. Best wishes in your fight. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.